city, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying? What we saying? Prime information. Facts, keys to the city. We are locking the statements. Streaming every Friday. And ladies and gentlemen, we are back. Clovercrest Media presents Keys to the City. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. If you want new shirts like this, message us, cotton and dry fit, blue, black, and white. Uncle, also, Ed, Uncle Ed said we should do the tank tops. What are you doing? Summer's, I, I summer's Ted, I, Ted, I hate to say it, but summer is sadly coming to an end sooner or later. And, and guess what? If you didn't know, we do have football coming up this week, and it feels so weird. But we will be joined with the Joseph McGuire. It is our 2020 2021 NFL preview show. We will be talking no baseball because we cannot talk negativity right now. I'm sorry, Yankee fans. I'm sorry, Yankees. But they are not good right now. They are struggling. We'll talk about that at the end of the week. The NBA playoffs, we'll talk about that at the end of the week. It's been going great. Lakers, Clippers. We'll see the Celtics are on the verge and the Heat. Both Celtics and Heat on the verge of a conference finals appearance. We'll talk about that in the end of the week. And we'll be joined with the Joseph McGuire. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, we're about 55 hours away from an NFL season. A year that at many times we didn't think we would have an NFL season. Well, we are coming down to crunch time. The boys of fall are returning. It's happening. And boy, oh boy, in one of the craziest years, one of the craziest off-seasons in recent memory in the NFL, it's happening. And it's going to start an arrowhead between two of the best young quarterbacks. Well, let's be honest. One is the best quarterback in the NFL, and one is right there with Deshaun Watson versus Patty Mahomes. I can't wait. It's going to this be— This is the rematch is, of the division game. The this craziest is, game I've ever seen. If, if there was— a, a 2020 game right there, that's your game. The Texans and Chiefs. It was unbelievable. If Joseph Aguirre, if Joseph Aguirre is there, Joseph, you could come on and join us. And there he is again, as always, the Joseph Aguirre joining us. we got to get that giant background. we got to get that giant background. But like I said, this has been a year of all years. We've known it. Sports, we didn't know if there was going to be any sports this year. Well, we have the NBA. We have baseball. We have hockey. All of them are working. Now we waited for the NFL. The NFL was the big question mark. We got college football playing, started last, started a big game last night, BYU destroying Navy. But it was always, what would the NFL do? Now, the NFL, it seems like we run off of with the NFL because the NFL is the NFL. It's the most powerful league in our country, and it's the biggest. It's the one that separates himself from every other professional sport. Well, guess what? There's no signs of closing down, shutting down. It's going to happen. We're coming down to crunch. I can't wait for it. We're going to have I'm, a full season. I already had two fantasy drafts. I did not think I was going to do a fantasy draft this year, but all three of us are part of the same fantasy draft at CMG. So I can't wait for Joe, that. did you like your team? Yeah, did you like your team by any chance? You know, you know what happened? You didn't like it. Too late. No, no, no. I did like it, but the problem was when I, I had to leave during the draft to go to Wiffle Ball, How'd you do a wiffle ball? Did you try? Uh, I yeah, got great wiffle ball, but but uh, I the two auto draft picks in a row, and I had some good stuff in queue, but I ended up taking three defenses. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> I think it's, Joe, that's not a good. That's not good. No no no. I think but, well, great. My defenses are the Patriots and the Niners. I also got the Colts. I already cut the Colts and 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 made some moves, but yeah, I, wow. I was happy with the draft all in all. 
Well, I was happy. So I said Joe and Trader. We won't, we'll talk about it. Like I said, this is our preview show. You guys talk about that on a separate time. We're, we're, nobody wants to know about your personal business. Fantasy oh, football, bro. Yeah, but they don't need to know. I want, Fantasy I don't need football to know. is going to play a big part. I was going to say fart. Every year it does. Fantasy football is huge in the NFL season. It, it, it gets half of the reason why people play, watch, or watch play. football play. That's true. But – this season, we're going to get into all of it. We're going to talk about Brady. We're going to talk about the pressure of – there are so many storylines coming into this year. It's actually – it's fascinating. I know it's every year, but it's different this year. For the first time in over 20 years, we're going to have a new New England quarterback, not named Tom Brady. Tom Brady is in Tampa Bay. Can the Saints win? Finally. Dallas Cowboys, same question. How about the Baltimore Ravens, the Cleveland Browns? But before we get into all of that, as you know, no Manning. and yes, I sent you, I didn't, I don't know if you knew this, but for the first time since 1997, Joseph, there will oh, not wow. be a Manning in the NFL. I didn't know that. Pretty know. interesting stuff. I know everyone shed your tears. <laughs> you know how I feel about not having Eli. But as I said, we'll get into all of that. Let's start off as we are Giant fans. Let's start off with Big Blow. And that was one of the main questions. Last year, would Eli Manning be the starter? All of this. We're on to a new future, a brighter future, it looks like. And this team, so young, and there it is, led by DJ8. I cannot wait to see what happens with him. Here's my thing with this giant team. The reason I'm more excited than past years with under Shermer or McAdoo is plain and simple. It's the coaching staff. I'm very, very excited. And, I, I, and look at that. The players are behind him, and for all the people that want to critique, criticize Joe Judge because he's being too tough, well, get, get, get the hell out of here. I don't care. This is what football is supposed to be. It's a tough game. Football is a tough sport. You have to earn that respect. Well, you have and to be a team, and i got to interrupt because you're just running on. This is a team that hasn't won anything. They have not won anything. I was just you trying, have to I was, be a tone I, I, I was just trying to get to that point. I like to build it up. But you're also you're, about you George. just want to get to you, you want to get to the point. I was trying I to build to it up. I was building up because this this is a new future for Big Blow. We're all done with the shenanigans. Eli Manning is gone. We're on to Daniel Jones. We don't have Shermer. We don't have McAdoo. We don't have bums anymore like that. We got a guy that's hungry. Well, I and, also and, like the move of Jason Garrett. Yes. I mean, everything you read in the New York, New York Post, I've read a bunch of New York Post articles. He actually, there's a history that he feeds into. His father was part of the Giants staff back in their uh, early he 80s. He played for the Giants as a quarterback, oh, too. He was the backup. He was the backup. In the mid, uh, mid-90s. I mean, I love the hire. I'm ex- that's what I'm saying. The whole coaching staff, as a Giant fan, you have to be excited for this. And Graham, the defensive coordinator from Miami, he's, he's he runs a multitude of defenses, which is going to – because the Giants don't really have anything great defensively, and that's going to be the biggest question for the Giants. Can the Giants' defense hold up enough? Because, Trevor, we were talking right before the show – you said they ranked the Giants offense like 25th. I'm like, that's a lack of respect, I really think, for the think Giants. The Giants, have a Giants have one of the best running backs in football, if not the best, or one of the, mo- if not the most talented. They have three good receivers. They really do. Darius Slayton, as a rookie last year, stepped up the plate. We know what Golden Tate can do. He's a physical runner, almost like a running back. Shepard, that plays when he's healthy, is very, very Absolutely consistent. And the then Giants. you said it, Trevor, before, and you said it might be the biggest key factor for the New York Giants. Could be a difference. Maybe. Is Evan Ingram. Could be a difference. I mean, if you go back to all these tight ends that, and the teams that do well, Travis Kelsey, George um, Kittle, Zach Ertz. He is that player. He's probably he's faster than all of them. He's a receiver that plays tight end. With him on the field, 
I went to the Tampa Bay game last year. You saw it. First play of the second half, he catches the ball 75 yards. You were there. Yeah. If you were actually there. you were actually I was coming back from the bar, but I said <laughs> if you actually remember being there. But like I said, this team, there's a lot of for the future, there's a lot of I'm excited for the future. I if I can say that, just seeing the draft, they drafted well. They've already dealt with some injuries. Losing Xavier McKinney is a big loss for me, just because I was excited for the X-Men to do his thing. Especially and he's team up with Jabril Peppers. Jabril Peppers. They go get Logan Ryan. We didn't I think we talked about that last week, but that's a good signing for the Giants. They needed it because as you know, the Giants just got rid of another wasted first round pick and DeAndre Baker Sam gone. Sam Beal opted out. So guys like that, Corey Ballantyne, are gonna have to step up. We need this secondary is so young. This team is so young. And that's why if you're a Giant fan, the only word you could think of is excitement. Is you're ready to see Big Blue come back because of this age they're one of the youngest teams in the game the biggest question for me we always had evan ingram the defense it's plain and simple what have we been talking about with the new york giants for the past couple years what do we always talk about with eli and this team both of you can answer this what do we always associate eli and this team and why they had massive struggles the offensive line we've been talking about Thank for you. five years they haven't listen since they have not made the playoffs which seems like forever and i'm seems like an eternity it's the offensive line when they were winning Super Bowl. And we talk about this. If you know anything about football, it starts and ends with the offensive line. I mean, you talk about the Texans, and I'm not going off subject, but Deshaun Watson got sacked the most in the NFL last Andrew, year. Andrew Luck. I mean, Andrew Luck, the reason why he's not playing anymore no is the beatings that he took as a quarterback because they decided to draft receivers and backs when you didn't need to and you need to put surrounding pieces, meaning building blocks. Listen, your house is almost only as good as the cement base that it's on. Mm -hmm. You can have the most beautiful house, but if the if the foundation is cracking, it's, yeah. it's going to collapse. Joe, and what, that's when it starts. What do you think, Joe? What do you think is the big for you? As I mean, everybody's different. But if you were to come in, we're all, less than six days away. What do you think for you? Well, I, I, I'm really upset about uh, Xavier McKinney. I really, to me, he was going to be kind of maybe that difference maker. The idea of him and Peppers being back there was very yeah. exciting. Obviously, the hit with DeAndre Baker, but the signing of um, of uh, uh, Logan Ryan and Bradbury, Ryan, two veteran you know, guys. And, you know, look, I think the Giants secondary is going to be all right. And the question is going to come down to what it's been the last few years is, and, and again, a team that doesn't have any good edge rushers, are they going to be able to get to the quarterback? Are they going to be able yeah. to get pressure on the quarterback? Because it really doesn't matter how good your secondary is. If they're playing, it's seven, eight, nine seconds, you're still in coverage. Someone's going to break free eventually. That's what the Giants' quarters have been complaining about for the last couple of years. I think you're right back in that same scenario this year. These guys are going to get exposed. They, they're they going to make plays at times. I think the Giants' defense, like you said, Ted, is vastly uh, underrated. I think it's going to be a lot better. Steve, Steve Risser just chimed in, and I agree. I think in a normal offseason, I think the Giants come in uh, with a with a top a top 20, maybe a top 15 defense. I think these guys are good enough. I really do. You got to look the at the growth. The offense. Defense. Talk really? about the defense. Look, the linebacking core is still a soft spot in this team. If they, yeah, a lot if of you people see, were jumping down the Giants' throat with Ryan Connolly getting cut last week. I know that was a big thing. Surprise, for Giants. That was a surprising move. Well, because he had a really good season last year before he tore his ACL. There was high hopes. But you told me, um, Trev, that you he had read that he was struggling, struggling in camp, camp, but he got picked up by the Vikings. So that's a surprising move. <laughs> 
So well, surprising because everybody thought he was like the be all end all, which was insane. Was he like a? Yeah, they thought he was going to be. They were going to team him up with Blake Martinez. That was going to yeah. be like the two guys right there. I I agree, Joe. I mean, for a team that when we think of big blue football, and we've been saying it, they predicate on pass rush, offensive line, and running the football. And those are two of the big questions coming. They already have one of the best, if not the best, running back in the game at Saquon. You just drafted Andrew Thomas. You just drafted Matt Pert. You just drafted the kid from Oregon. I forgot his name. If Steve is watching, please give us the name. They drafted a lot in the draft, offensive line. That's what their go-to was. They knew that that was a major hit, a hole right there. They needed to figure it out. Who were they going to go with at that fourth pick? We didn't know. But they eventually went with the right decision, and I stick to that. It was the right decision with taking Andrew Thomas. They needed a tackle. Well, guess what, boys? And whoever is going to be that offensive line, that starting offensive line, you're going to have your hands full for the first three weeks because the Giants' first three weeks are against those slouches. They're against the Steelers starting Monday night who have one of the best front sevens in football. Then they play the Bears, who we know how great they've been. If they just had a decent quarterback, if they had you playing, I don't know about that, after that throw on Sunday. I don't know if they want to have you. (laughs) And then they finish off with the reigning NFC champs, the 49ers. So, for all Giant fans that have been excited about this offensive line and sees like it thinks that it's vastly improved, well, guess what? Right off the bat, we will see how just how improved it really is. Well, and here's the other thing: we don't even have to worry about Andrew Thomas where he's going to play because see, Nate is he going to be right? To, is he going to be the well? Nate Soldier opted out. We don't have to worry about that. He can go right into the position now. So, I mean, you said Watt, Mack, and Boza might be the three best pass rushers other than Von Miller in football. Well, I mean, Aaron Donald, too, interior. I mean, seriously, if for, if for all the money's worth the Giants, you want Dave Gettleman, you want to try to keep your job. Hey, your job's on the line, too. I mean, I don't know. But you know what? I don't know what's going to happen with Dave Gettleman because of the fact that what if the Giants do struggle? What if they go 5 and 11, 6 Is Gettleman gone? That's a major question. I don't and think then so. the Giants no, have I don't to go find so. another GM. No, I don't think that's the Giants. thing. GMs think, don't go. This is not a coaching I know that, job. but he says they have. I mean, he did say, Mara did say, and I quote, got to get the batting average up. The batting average hasn't been good. But they did the right thing the past couple. They took a running back. They take their fran- hopeful franchise quarterback, and they take offensive line. If they well, go two I, and fourteen, or I don't see this team going 15, two and fourteen. If that happens, yes, he's gone. Gettleman's gone. Yeah, well, if, I don't see the Giants doing. I, I see. I, the Giants, I, I agree with you. I agree yeah. with you. But I'm telling you, I think if 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 the if the wheels come off the bus and the Giants end up three and thirteen or two and fourteen, then Gettleman's goodbye. I think if the Giants finish six and ten, seven and nine, I think Gettleman, they're gonna, you're gonna, you'll hear the he's got a rookie coach, a new staff, you new players trend. You're gonna hear all those same excuses. He'll definitely get it at least another year or possibly even two. Absolutely. And you got to think about this. You know, before we even get into the previous show, I know we've been kind of talking all Giants for the last 15 years. Well, we are Giants. We'll, we'll start off. We'll get to the previous. Think about this. I was telling you, Joe, right before I said, I can't believe it's 48 hours away from NFL season because usually, listen, we got three or four preseason games. You know, you're seeing cuts. You're seeing the guys on the field. You're able to um, get a grasp of where the teams are at. But because we really haven't seen the Giants yet, I mean, I don't know if anyone's really watched the blue and white scrimmage, but uh, the scrimmages, I've seen some highlights, but there's not much as – can you – I mean, Sunday is the NFL season. I mean, Tampa Bay and the Saints are playing at 4 o'clock on Fox. I mean – you would think in most years yeah. the hype around the NFL season would be so much higher, but I think 
you got to look at this in a, in a bigger perspective is basketball is at the best part of its playoff season right now. Hockey is in the conference finals. And then baseball's got 20 games left, and every game is crunch time. So the impactfulness of everything surrounding NFL, you know, usually this is baseball is going to the September. Baseball, uh, hockey's away and basketball away. So football now takes over. They run the show now over baseball. But now there's four sports. College football starts. It's it's a much more balancing act. With and, and, that's and why, I'm talking in a bigger picture why of a realm of sports. Yeah. And uh, you know we have to say it because of everything that's happened this year with the COVID, the politics, the political stuff. Everything is part of the sports narrative this year, and it has taken effect. Yeah, to ever, to positively everything. and negatively because, you know, we still have people that say, listen, I understand what's going on, but when I want to watch football, I don't want to see that crap. And that's what they say, crap. They don't want to see the political stuff. I just want three hours of freedom where I'm not focused and I on and I politics. And I completely get it because when you watch sports, it's, it's your time to just get away from reality and watch what you love to watch. And that's what it is. But like you said, Ted, it's, it's such a different year. I'm excited for the Giants. I can't wait to see what the future holds. Daniel Jones, this is a big. He had a great start to his rookie season. He's gonna get the fumbles that fumbles taken away. You hope he's just got no, no point intended taken away. He's going to be better with that. I can see it. This coaching staff had to come in and say, "This is what we need to do." That's the main thing with Daniel Jones is the fumbles, the turnovers. If they can get that down, the Giants are gonna have a very special quarterback for years to come. I'm excited for DJ. I know when he first got drafted, I wasn't, but I'm all turned around with DJ. I'm all aboard Danny Dimes. I'm excited for Saquon. I think he has a bounce back year due to the injury. He's 100% healthy, and because I drafted him, so I'm hoping for a massive year. And then I'm excited for this offensive line. I really want to see it because it's a young offensive line. I'm just excited for Big Blue as a whole, the future. The future looks very bright with Joe Judge, and I see Joe Judge being there for quite some time. That's how I feel. I think this is a new beginning for Giant football. I think this is not a new beginning, but getting back to big blue football. And that's what I really think is yeah, going to happen. I feel like we say that the same, the no, same time every year. But I know. Not with Sherman and McAdoo. I didn't get that feel with them. Yeah, we, I did a little bit with Sherman when he first came in. No, I didn't get the feel with him. Come on. Joe Judge is a no-nonsense guy. Look at Come on, man. Okay, so when Joe Judge goes 0-6, what are you going to be saying in week six then? Well, I guess he ain't the right guy then. I'm, and I'm, not his, okay, I'm, so, I'm just playing so the devil. Play, okay, so let's be every other person, and I'll bring this to the Yankees with, like, Aaron Boone. Let's just blame the manager, right? Well, I'm, let's just blame the manager. I'm just being devil's advocate. Let's just play the coach. It's easy to do that, right? Well, what because if he's the guy, What if right? the offense is struggling? Let's just end it so on this part, and we'll go on to the, the, the division no, yeah. to the breakdown. But, Joe, and I'll ask you, too, what would be your – your your sit your thought process as a giant fan if they're all, they're one and five the offense isn't really clicking right now Daniel Jones doesn't look like he's improved which we're hoping he does and I don't want this and the defense is giving up points which a lot of people expect you know 25 points a game and the Giants are only scoring 17 they're one and five what is your going to be your thought process they have a tough schedule too going schedule what, would, what would be your saying then would you blame? Would you blame the coach, the players? If there's no injuries, what would you just say? Hey, listen, it's a tough schedule. They're fighting through it. You look, yeah, you know, I, I think for the Giants this year, you know, it's it, it's all going to depend on what sort of year you could expect out of Daniel Jones, you know, and, and if you listen to the Giants, they're excited about it because they're expecting big things. I think we just recently seen in New York a second year quarterback who didn't make a leap. Uh, and now enters this season, and he's 
I mean, look at Darnold. I think he sort of sunk into mediocrity in the NFL. So this is a big year for Jones. Barkley's got to stay healthy and really produce. Everyone talks about what a super study is. Everybody wanted him in fantasy, but got to do got to do better than uh, than twelve games. So really, we're going to see, like you guys said, we're going to see early on how good this offensive line is, and we'll have a good indication of whether this team's going to get off to a lousy start or Mm -hmm. whether they're going to be able to hang in games. I still think for the Giants, what you've had over the last four years is is, um, where they've sort of been lulled into. We talk about this a lot, guys, that they just don't finish games. They're usually in it into the fourth quarter, and then the wheels come off the bus. The Giants have to figure out a way to stop that. And I think that's where you'll find out whether Joe Judge is the right guy. So I think you could look at sort of, you know, look, if they lose a lot, is it is it because of Jones? If they're losing, is, you know, is Judge getting out coached? If you see at least improvements, even if the record isn't there, you could live with that. I have low expectations for 2020, just like I've done with my Yankees now. Um, I don't expect the Giants to be much more than 6-10 and 10 if we're lucky. I think that would be good. It would certainly be an improvement. I got the you, too. Yeah, I, I, I really, you know, I'd like to think they could do better than that. And eight, of course, eight, listen, we want them to go the best case scenario, though. Yeah, I mean, we want them to go sixteen and zero. That's, I mean, but I'm a real. I, I agree with you with one hundred percent. The Giants have to finish the job too, and I think that's where Judge is different from the sense of McAdoo and Shermer because he is going back to the fundamentals. Teaching them how to strip the ball, hold on to the ball, penalties. You get mistakes, guess what? You're going to be punished like Herman Boone once did. And remember the Titans. I know that's probably not exactly how it went, but you saw how it was. I'm not saying they're going to go 16 and 0, but he's getting back to the fundamentals. He's doing the little things that I didn't see Shermer and McAdoo get after. And that's why I think Judge is going to be different from these two guys. Like, I'm not saying he's a bill check, not saying he's a saving of Parcells, but he looks like he's going into that direction. And I know we haven't even gotten to one game. But I see little things like that that I didn't see from McAdoo and Shermer. All I know is the Giants' future will be bright. It might not happen this year, but maybe a year from now, maybe a year or two, we're going to be looking at the Giants as competing for NFC's championships, NFC titles, and hopeful Super Bowl titles. Let's let's just go with that. Absolutely. But I just see the Giants. They're so young. We're going to see what happens. I'm excited. I know you are. I know you are as well. Let's get over to the rest of the NFL. And for a year that there is so much, kind of like how 2020 has been, uncertainty. Because, honestly, I know everybody wants to talk about all the Chiefs, the Ravens. But there's teams that are, look at the Broncos, uh, the, the Bucks, teams that came in and have added quite a haul of toys to that offense. And even the defense, the Broncos. Get Jarrell Casey, A.J. Boye. The Broncos are a very scary team. They play well at home, too. I don't know how this whole home field advantage thing is going to play because that could play a big part into NFL seasons. It does play a big part. Titans bringing Clowney, which is a I mean, huge. That's another that, that that's adds, huge. Adds, I mean, he There's was, a lot of big moves that happen in I this mean, offseason. I know you don't think, it's it's a, you don't think it about it, but Emmanuel Sanders going to the Saints yes. gives him a solid number two opposite of Michael Thomas. It looks like uh, Alvin Kamara is going to get a big extension. Nice. I, I picked him in our fantasy draft. So, I need a big year Saints, you know, is, is this the last – is this the last – Go oh, around wow. for yeah. for Drew Brees. I mean, you. Well, he is retiring after this year. I mean, 
He's going to NBC. It's he's not. Got he's, a job, he's got a job. In, hold it for he's got a job in line for NBC next year. I think mean, you, about that. I mean, you think about the Bucs. I mean, you think about the NFC South in general. Matt Rule, the new coach for Carolina. Christian McCaffrey. There's no Cam Newton no more. How do, how does Carolina play? The Buccaneers. I mean, you talk about an offense. I got bring in with Sean McCoy, Leonard Fournette. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Cameron Bray, Jordan. I mean, uh, OJ Howard. I got a question for both of you. I'm going to start with you. Yes, sir. Most interesting storyline coming into the season. Buccaneers. Okay. Playing Just simple. Be, for me, because it's the it's 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 Brady, right? It's Brady. It's the new team. It's all the weapons. It's Gronk coming out of retirement. It's if if he falters and looks old, Belichick's going to look like a genius for letting him go and letting it slide. Okay. If the Bucks run the table and do really well and the Patriots – Struggle, struggle, and I know they're gonna. I'm gonna hear that. Well, they have eight guys out because of taking the COVID break. Yeah. You know, there's no Brady. They have no offensive weapons. I know we can make excuses, but that storyline in itself is huge. And you, think about it: first game, Breeze versus Brady, oh, one versus I two. I can't wait for and, 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 next and most week. of all statistical categories, Joseph. How about yes, you? Sir. What's the most interesting? Your most interesting storyline coming in to the 2020 season. I, I mean, is Patty Mahomes really the best quarterback of all time? I think that's the question. He goes because back look, and back and starts putting himself in a different yeah, category. Look, I think for most people, maybe Lamar Jackson's the better all-around quarterback. I think he he might be the more productive of the that's two. A that's a good debate. I don't, I don't, I don't know if the best all-around. He's got he's to win some playoff games for sure this year. Lamar's got to make that step or, you know, again – what what does the future look like for him? Uh, I mean, throw the guy a ton of money. You better you better you better start winning some some big time games here. So I think that's going to be one of the the. I think that's going to probably be the biggest storyline for me. And then I think as far as uh, uh, maybe whether or not the San Francisco 49ers can repeat the season that they had last year. Yeah. That's a good team, but again, it's a team that's got a. A lot of moving parts, a lot of guys that have been out that are back in. I think it'll be interesting to see how that whole team meshes. That backfield is uh, a stable of great players. Sometimes I feel like there's just too many guys and not enough touches to go around. Yeah, because you, so, you don't get to – you don't – they always say as a running back, you get better with the more carries you get. Um, you know, so they, you guys don't like the running back by committee. It's it's not a, no. It's well, not listen, a, but that's like the new thing now. If in the you NFL listen, if you if you have a stud, remember when you, you had don't guys that committee. were getting thirty carries a game? Now you getting guys that come in fifteen carries, then like like a Browns team that has two great backs. Get Nick Chubb fifteen well, to twenty carries, then Kareem Hunt comes in. It's, 15 not, it's not a it's bad crazy. thing. It's crazy. Though. It's not a bad thing, but I, I mean, I think it's the old saying. When you have two, you have none. When you have one, you have it all. You know, like I love your. You come up with some good sayings. You know what I mean? Like they say, the more the merrier. But like, I'd rather have Saquon. Give me Saquon and McCaffrey than like. Well, well I'm gonna, Zeke. Give me Zeke. Or, or you're gonna give me three running backs for San Francisco. It's like you're gonna take those three. Or you're gonna take one of those guys. I'll take those. Shoot. I'll take that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'll take that. Here's my here's my big storyline. I think it, I mean it's obvious. Got a new head coach. Got some new toys in the draft in our division been talking about them for the past 22 years because they haven't been able to get to anywhere near a super bowl and it's the dallas cowboys i'm sorry i'm sick and tired of it because every year we see oh the dallas cowboys they're, they're this is it this is the year we're gonna do it we're gonna finally see the dallas cowboys can i just say one thing it would only be 2020 if the dallas cowboys got to the freaking super bowl 
Just think about that. That would be the icing on the cake of this tumultuous year. Don't talk like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. But they got everything now. They got a new coach. Jason Garrett's gone. Dad just got another toy and C.D. Lamb. You got Amari Cooper signed. You got Michael Gallup. And just so you know, you got one of the best running backs and still a great offensive line. I know they lose Travis Frederick, who is a Hall of Fame-type center. He was dominant, probably the best center in the game. They picked up a, bunch of defensive they picked up a nice couple a Hall of Defensive players. But the thing is, it all comes back to Dak. And I know we always talk about the quarterback because the quarterback is the quarterback. It's the most popular and most important position in all sports. But there are so many quarterbacks in this league that face – a lot of pressure. I mean, Lamar, Baker, Josh Allen, Sam Darnold, Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy G. Well, you can see Kirk, you can see every, every quarterback except but if I had for to pick Mahomes, one quarter, if I had to pick one quarterback, I don't care. I'm picking Dak Prescott because all we've been hearing about for this whole offseason, other than Tom Brady getting signed and that was for a month, was when is Dak Prescott going to sign? When is he getting this big contract? We saw Deshaun Watson just got a big contract. We saw, I know, we just saw Mahomes get a massive contract. We've seen his own guy in the draft, Carson Wentz last year, Jared Goff, getting massive contracts. Where's his contract? What does that tell you about Jerry Jones? I don't care what Jerry Jones says on the in his interviews. We love him. We, we, he's going to be our guy. Well, then what are you trying to figure out? If, if he was your if, guy, he would have he already been paid. He's already right. signed. And I said this last year. You have your guy. You know when you have your guy when he puts the pen to the paper. I haven't seen Dak Prescott do that yet, only with a franchise tag. Is this another Kirk Cousins situation? There is no excuse for the Dallas Cowboys not only to get to an NFC Championship game this year, but to make a Super Bowl appearance. They have, they have the all the team to do it. They have the coaching staff to do it, too. They got a different – I don't know how McCarthy's going to be. I'm intrigued to see how Mike McCarthy is because he was out for a year or two. So let's see how that – but plain and simple, Dak Prescott. You're playing for a contract. You could be playing for, on a new team next year. Just saying. I know it would be crazy. He is an incoming free agent. He's going to be. And teams would love do to have think, a guy that's you... going to hit his prime years and get a guy like that. But that's just how I feel. I'm sorry. I know quarterbacks always feel pressure. But when you look at a team like the Dallas Cowboys, the name, the owner, the high stakes every year, do you think it's he, on you. I know, but finally. do you think he has more pressure than Carson Wentz? And the reason why I, I yes. said that, I know you, you know, I knew you were going to say yes. But here's the thing, you know what Dak is, you know what I'm he's, 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 he was he's, a, he's a winner. He plays the game right, does everything right, he puts up great numbers. He might be the MVP this year. That's the type of season he could have with the type of team he has. Carson Wentz, you paid him big money, and he got to the playoffs he, with a he five, did, he string did, receiver last year. He didn't. Good for him. He has been – he's gotten hurt every season. Okay. And okay. See he hasn't won the Super Bowl. Nick Foles did. Okay. That's fine. If he gets hurt again – That's fine. Okay. Now what? That, that's – No, I that, that might be bigger because I he got I know we're talking about the NFC. We're paid. just giving quarterbacks. There's there's so many question marks with all these quarterbacks. That's the thing. But Carson Wentz – Look, I But said, I do agree with you. If you're doing division thing, and the question we've talked about before is, what team per division has the most pressure? I, I do agree with you on that point that the Dallas Cowboys have much more pressure to win now than the Eagles because there's a Super Bowl in their back pocket that you can kind of lean on for five to six years. And you said it, Trev. It's right. It's the Dallas Cowboys. They're it's like the, the Lakers. It's, it's like the Yankees. Yankees. That's what happens. When you have teams like that, it's like Duke in college basketball. You're expected, when, to, you're expected to be great. You're expected to win. You're expected to bring home championships. The Dallas Cowboys haven't done that in over 24. It's coming up on 24 years. 1996. I was still yeah, in high school. Years. You were still in high school. 
I was. Yep. We just moved in. We just moved to North Haven. That's the last time the Dallas time. Cowboys have been relevant in championship appearances. How come Dallas Cowboy fans won't take Dak Prescott in fantasy when he's really only good in fantasy and not in real life? I don't get that. He actually is really good. I mean, look at his numbers last year. Oh, yeah, against really bad teams. He was amazing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Fantasy it doesn't. Fantasy. I'm, I'm, I'm talking fantasy for a away, second. Take away fantasy for one second. I don't want to talk about fantasy because this is the problem we have with NFL nowadays is that it always brings back. This is why most people watch. A lot of people watch the NFL now is because they watch to watch players now and not teams. The Dallas Cowboys. He was great against the crappy teams last year. He was amazing against the Giants. He looked like a Hall of Famer against the Washington Redskins. Where was he against the teams like the Eagles? I don't know. When he had a chance to beat the Eagles in week 17 with a team that was led by Carson Wentz that didn't have a freaking – they pull, they pulled off the guy from Geno's. They said, Geno, come on in and play receiver for us. And they still managed to lose, and he played like garbage. So I'm sick of what everybody's saying. Dak Prescott is an amazing quarterback. He's good when he wants to be. He's not a good quarterback when he plays against – the great competition and improves. We got it. We got to Somebody's at the door right now. Do you believe that? Somebody's ringing. The, go home. We're doing something. We got. We got the peanut gallery over here. Joe. Your we got fans the are lining up at the door. They want autographs. They want shirts. But I'm sorry. I, I know there's so many quarterbacks. Baker Mayfield. But they're the Browns. And like that's just it. They're the Browns. Go check. I swear to God, I'll take it. Me and Joe will take over for now. Ted had to take a break. We got a call right now. Can you believe this? We got crazy fans, <laughs> I think, Joe. We got crazy fans. No, but I, I, do you have a quarterback? Is there somebody that you have, like, any pressure? Like, if you had to pick somebody right now, all honesty, who can you pick? I know there's everybody faces a lot of pressure. Brady faces pressure. Cam. What uh, if you what Cam, if you had to big pick? time. Definitely Cam. I, you know, Cam in a different way than Brady, because right for I think for Tom Brady, Tom Brady is out to prove that he doesn't need Bill Belichick and he doesn't need the Patriots. Okay. Cam needs to prove he still got what it takes to be in the league, period. Mm-hmm. So you're talking about a young guy and an old guy who have a lot to prove, but for different reasons in different ways. So I think that's a really uh, interesting scenario. I think Carson Wentz has to get through a season healthy. That's the knock on him. That's Joe, not going to go away until he gives you a full season. I got a good question. Joe just said it. Good question. I want to ask this to Ted while you were gone. Was it a fan? Did he get an autograph? No, it was a census bureau. And I told him already God. last week that I registered at my parents. My office. goodness. Unbelievable. The question that Joe just asked was, who faces more pressure, Cam or Brady? Oh, Brady. And without a question of doubt, because there's an expectation to win now. Now, that's why you put all those all those pieces around. When you look at Cam in the situation he's in with New England, there's no weapons around. I mean, they have. I mean, they have no one. No one. You can't even name me their tight end because no one knows it. You know one receiver or two. Sorry, Julian Edelman and their first round pick to kill Harry. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you don't know anyone else. Okay, Sony Michelle. Who they got? Their defense. Their best two, uh, captain linebacker Dante Hautauer. And their safety, Patrick Chung, opted out. Yeah. They got Stephen, Stephon Gilmore, who we know was, a, was the defensive player of the year last year, top cornerback. But other than that, I mean, I understand where Joe's going to come from because of Cam and Belichick. No, let's say, no, no, Joe, tell us. I would no, say Brady. Brady because when, you give, when you say, here's all the Christmas presents, go have fun and, and win, and you go to two-year contract, there's an expectation to win now. This is kind of like Peyton Manning going to Denver. You had 
Decker, you had Demarius Thomas, you had Julius Thomas, the tight end, they had Von Miller they drafted, they had Chris Harris, and Chad Bailey as the corners. There was an expectation when you he left the Colts to go to Denver. It wasn't just to get the team to the playoffs, it was to win a Super Bowl. That's why they paid him, that's why they Joe, went there. What did you say? I want to know what so, yeah, so here's the difference. Look, you know, I, I was saying the Trev for Tom Brady, this is a matter of can I go to Tampa, win without Belichick, win without the Patriots, do this on my own. And if he does it, he gets to ride off into the sunset, the greatest of all time. If you're Cam Newton and you're replacing the GOAT and you have a terrible season and you're not the starter, say, by week six or seven, you might be gone from the NFL forever, dude. And he's only got a one-year contract, too. And he's on a one-year deal. Look at Josh Rosen. I mean, first-round picks at this point, there there was a time where you couldn't imagine a team a team like Arizona would draft Rosen and then a year later uh, uh, go with Kyler and, and and jettison him. Kid's on his third team. He's twenty-four years old. That you know, that this is the this is the NFL. This is if Cam can't win with the Patriots and with Bill Belichick, he will be written off from this league and and might possibly best case scenario next season would be going in as a backup hoping for a major injury. But with, that's, with no that's one, what Cam with no is one around him, though, with no one around him, you can't have that high. Makes it even worse. I got, it but makes I it worse. Look, hold on, Tim. Well, you though? can't you can't tell Patriots fans that they can't expect to win and be excellent because they've plugged other people in uh, at that quarterback position in the last 20 years, and they haven't skipped a beat when they've had to do that. Well, yeah, when they've if had Cam, that and Cam can't – they're going to – listen, he's a black quarterback it, trying to survive in New England. That's a, that's a, that's a project right there. They're going to immediately say he's not capable, he's not smart enough, can't figure out Bill's system. It, it's going to be that, Okay. If he if he can't work and coexist with Bill, people are going to assume that Cam just can't cut it in the NFL. So this is huge for this is this is career changing. If Cam Newton goes out there and brings his team to eight and eight or nine and seven, makes the postseason, has a good year, he's back. He's getting paid. That's why I also that, think that, that, that to me it's a make or break for Cam big time. Hopkins gets a huge extension. Sorry, breaking news. DeAndre Hopkins, two-year extension, $54 million, making him the highest-paid non-quarterback in NFL history. Wow. DeAndre Hopkins. I just, want, just, just, want, just wanted to throw that into breaking, breaking news. news. DeAndre Hopkins just got signed to a massive extension, so congratulations, well-deserving to, to me, the best receiver. Well, and that was, here's, sorry, here's, and that was something that he wanted out of the, uh, the Titans. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. No, that's fine. I don't know if I gave you my most interesting, fascinating storyline. It's revolves around the AFC East too, and it's Buffalo. This is the opportunity now, right? The Patriots, Brady's gone. Your ne- arch nemesis or kryptonite for the whole entire AFC East is gone. I know you got Billichek, but can the Buffalo Bills finally take that next step to where we think they should be going, which is competing for an AFC East championship and even an AFC title because they have all the tools. They have one of the best defenses in the NFL. They have a great coaching staff. They have a disciplined team. They have a quarterback that still is TBD, needs to still work on stuff, but when he's on, he's very good. They have a, they just signed Stephon Diggs. They traded for Stephon Diggs. They got some pieces around there now. Can they put it all together? This is the golden opportunity. It's there for the taking. The Patriots are having not the offseason they were expecting, literally, 
But now it's the time for the taking. This is it. It's there. Can we see it now? The last time we saw you play, you gave up a 16-0 lead in the playoffs and lost. What do you got for us, Buffalo? The Titans gave up a 24 nothing lead <laughs> to the, the Texans. Yeah, the, the Texans. Te- Titans, I apologize. No, the Texans. Te- Don't say that to the Titans. The Titans are better than the Texans. Uh, hey. Don't <laughs> Because the Dolphins, they're going to – the Dolphins – they're in rebuild mode still. They're going to get. Oh, rebuild mode. I don't think so. Now, when you spend the most money well, in free agency, I, 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 you get. You no, have, that's true. I, that's you true. have Howard. I should went after Byron Jones. My statement. Kyle Van Noy. But when I brought in Tua, okay. there's weapons on that team. They, they should still, be much better. They should be much better, but they are played. still waiting for the day that Tua, number one, gets in and takes when over the When do you think range. Tua plays? That's another, and that's, that's when do you think Tua plays? That's a big question. That's another big question. There's so many questions coming into this How many season. games does Joe Burrow win with the Bengals? And they have a loaded offense. I said Their offense is loaded. I said 4-12. and 12. I know. I said 4-12. and 12. I know. I, I'm just giving a couple to but 4-12. and 12. That's what, I mean, like I said, we could go on. I don't want to talk about every no, single on. team. I'm not, the sh- yeah. I'm not. Relax. I just said you could go on forever about this. You can talk every team, the pressure that they have, but that's boring. Nobody just wants to hear somebody ramble for three and a half, four hours about the same stuff that we already know. It's just there are so many storylines coming into this year that you don't know what to expect. One of the big questions, are we going to actually have a full season? That's a question that we didn't even talk about. I believe so. I mean, we're coming up on week one. We didn't think it was going to happen, but we're going to play come Thursday night in Arrowhead. Does that make it to week 16? Does it make it all the way to February? Time will tell. But with the way this year is going... And with the way this on this offseason was, the unknown, you don't know. You really don't know. But right now, I'm looking at all the divisions. I'm looking at everything. There's a lot of good teams. And it seems like they're going to be the same type of teams like, like with baseball and basketball. It always feels like the same type of teams with maybe some surprises. I mean, I'm excited to see the Broncos because of that new team that's going to be surrounded by Drew Locke. I think everybody's too – Keen on the Buccaneers. And I feel like this is a whole Browns thing last year. They get Beckham. They got Jarvis. Uh, Baker had a good rookie year. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt. Uh, they got all these guys. Austin Hooper now, who they just added. David Njoku. They Zach have Conklin. Zach Conklin. Cedric Willis. And then Cedric Willis they could pick. I mean, but this is how it feels for me with the Bucs. I mean, everybody I know is on the Bucs. I get it. You get the GOAT. You get Fournette. You have Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, Gronkowski. You have um, LaShawn McCoy, Cameron um, Bray, O.J. Howard. Are we is this is that a problem that are we the dumb fans that do that that we all get so excited and keen on these teams and fascinated with them? But like how the could Browns, you not though? But but why do we do this? Why as fans do we do this? Like last year with the Browns, we were so amazed. We have to see this be put on the field. We got to see how it is. Now I know it's different because I got Brady, but why do we do that, Joe? Does anybody want to speak? Yeah, because it, like you that? know why? Because it's what we listen. When the Lakers get Anthony Davis, it's like, here we go, baby. Anthony Davis, LeBron James. Oh, you got Russell Westbrook and Harden. Like we love stars. Like think about it. What you look at the Bucks and you're like, oh my God, they have three star tight ends possibly. They have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, two all-pro wide receivers. Wait, they have Leonard Fournette, who just had 1,000 yards, was the number four pick. Yeah, with Sean McCoy. You have Ronald Jones the third, Tom Brady. Yeah. 
I mean, you have pieces there in the defense. The last five weeks of the season last year was a top five defense. They brought down their uh, statistical numbers. They were giving up 31 points a game from weeks one through 12. After 12 through 17, they were down to 22 points a game, and they cut their yardage from 341 yards a game to 295, which is drastic. And they don't have to worry about a quarterback throwing 30 interceptions. Brady's most is like 12 ever. Tom Brady, Tampa Bay. I mean, that's a match made in heaven. I mean, think about it. LeBron James going to the Lakers. I mean, historical type things. Uh, that, we get intrigued by that. I'm sorry, but Joe Blow down the street going to a different team doesn't make it doesn't ring the bell for me. I'm, I mean, Joe, am I speaking out of school? What do you, I mean, what's your, am I? No, I, look, you know, I, I think you're right. I, I think to a, look, a, a large extent, I think Tom Brady's going to do very well in Tampa. And it's fun to think about it. But I think a lot of this is the ESPN hype machine. That's why this kind of stuff happens. Uh, you know, the, you spend so much time talking about it and looking at it, and they add more players. It gets exciting. It's easy to really uh, inflate expectations. But like you said, Trev, look at the Browns last year. Right, they added Beckham, and everybody was like, "Oh, you know, mind you, they they gave up a guard and the starting safety in that trade, and everybody was like, this is a better team.'" And the Giants fans were like, "You sure?" Um, you you look at on paper, if you're doing all the right things, you should generally feel good about what your what your product on the field is going to look like. If you're Tampa Bay, you got to feel great about going into this season. But the reality is, as we alluded to earlier, is Belichick right? Is Brady finished? Is Brady at the I tail end that, of his I career? I think that's because... one of the most interesting storylines sure. going for the next Brady's... year. Or not just this year, but past this year. I've seen people ask the same question about Drew Brees, who certainly had less arm strength last year. These are two really old dudes. <laughs> it's possible that either one of these guys or both – by week six might be at the point where you're like, oh, my God, is it over? Well, the good, thing for the, quick, the good thing for the Saints is they do have a backup. That's how quick this comes. Well, the game. how important is having a backup in the NFL now? I mean, how important it, has that become? Where, I mean, I mean you hope you never don't, have to yes. If, you're, if you want to be a contender, you need a backup quarterback that can go in there and at the very least not turn the football that? over. How many, how many times well, have you heard? Hold on. How many times have you heard that statement before? For you to be well, a contender, this, you need that. Well, last year? Matt Moore, yeah. And Matt Moore stepped up on the plate. They pulled him out of high school coaching football, yeah. and he held it together yeah. for the couple weeks so they didn't lose any steps going forward to the playoff. You know, I'm surprised we haven't talked about it, but I was just about Aaron Rodgers oh, okay. going into this season for the Green Bay Packers. We talked about it in the draft when we did our show earlier four years ago. They drafted a quarterback in the first round. They moved up to go get him. Then in the second round, they drafted a running back out of BC, a big physical running back. Both the quarterback and the running back are third on the depth charts. Tim Boyle from UConn beat out Jordan Love. Connecticut native Tim Boyle. Yep, from Xavier. Xavier. Um, so that's pretty wild. I would love to see if we could get him on a show, talk about what it's like to be in between those two guys and what that dynamic. That would be, it was cool. A mess. That would be cool. But – yeah, with that being said, Aaron Rodgers, right? We talk about his legacy. You know, there's Aaron Aaron Rodgers fans that believe he's the best, right? He can make every throw, but he's got one Super Bowl. Hasn't really done much in the last couple of years. Got hurt. And well, where is it, where is his legacy? How does he play? And the last guy that I'll mention, and then I'll let you take over, is Phil Rivers. Phil Rivers is no longer a San Diego Charger, Los Angeles Charger quarterback no more. He's playing for the Indianapolis Colts. You think about where their quarterbacks have gone the last couple of years. They had Peyton Manning, 
Andrew Walkup, Skip and Brissett, and you go right to Phil Rivers. Where does Phil Rivers legacy? He has no Super Bowl rank. Can he get them to the playoffs? That's a winnable. That's are, a winnable division. The Colts could be a dark horse team in the AFC just because they have a good offensive line. They They're have a nice. Offensive they line. have a nice running back tandem now. They added some receivers in the draft. Uh, their defense is going to play well. It's all on Phillip Rivers too, and it's. I mean, these guys. It's it's amazing. Look at the day and age that we're in right now. We just talked about Rodgers, Brady, Breeze, Philip. All four guys. Realistically, those fifteen guys, years ago, those guys would all be retired. I mean, Brady, I mean, Brady's trying to play until he's a hundred. It seems like because he looks like he's twenty years old still. I just don't know how a guy goes from looking forty-five years old to getting drafted. He looks look better now. He looks better than when he got. That's what oh. happens when you're married to a supermodel. Yeah, that's true. And you, you, you spend about million dollars on your body to get taken care. Of. But here's the thing. We're just talking about those names. All those guys are going to be gone. We're in a new day and age now. We're, we're going to be, we're led by Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson, guys, dual threat quarterbacks that are Kyle changing Murray. the Kyler Murray game. They're changing. The game is changing now with quarterbacks. Just like the tight end position has become extremely valuable, and the running back position has become kind of like one of the ah. Hasn't it's not that valuable to people nowadays. That's why I don't get contracts. You see tight ends getting big contracts, receivers, running backs, they kind of push off. Look at the day and age that we're going into now. The future of the NFL is going to be led by quarterbacks that we've never seen before. Lamar Jackson. I know we've seen Michael Vick, but Michael Vick is now in the past because it's not Lamar Jackson, the guy that you can't stop anymore. He's the rushing leader in quarterbacks. For all time now in a season. It's not Michael Vick. Let's not talk about Michael Vick. Forget about the name Michael Vick and Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray is 5'10, 5'9. I think he's like our height. And the guy throws a rocket. And he played well last year. One rookie of the year. And looks like he's going to have one of the most exciting teams coming into this year with his newly signed receiver, DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, look at the day and age compared to what it is now. When we're losing, I want Eli's going to, oh, I forgot, Big Ben. He's going to be retiring soon. All guys that are going to be in the Hall of Fame, they're gone. We're in a new day and age. As a fan, how do you feel about this? That this is I the new day and age I think football. the NFL is in no better place than it's ever been. And, when I, and I don't even know if that made sense. But if you go through all the teams, except for maybe the Bears and a couple teams, everyone's got solid starting quarterbacks. Now, they might not, might not be all great Hall of Famers, but Derek Carr is no slouch, okay? You know, people might knock out Derek Carr, but he plays for the Raiders, okay? But he's a very good quarterback. He's a, listen, 15, 20 years ago, he might be a top 10 quarterback. In today's day and age, the quarterback level has taken giant leaps. I mean, we've knocked Dak Prescott, but all he does is win games, throws for over 4,000 yards, doesn't throw picks, runs the football, plays every single game. Like, what is there to knock on? That what he plays for the Cowboys and can't win a playoff game? Is that all his fault? Is it the team's fault? I mean, you just look at the, the abundance of talent. I mean, you look at just go, I mean, you go through the NFC South. Teddy Bridgewater might be the worst quarterback in that division. There's Matt Ryan, there's Drew Brees, there's Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's, and then you look at the AFC East where it's just young talent, Tua, Josh Allen, um, Sam Darnold. Sam Darnold. And then you got Cam. And then Cam. I mean, there's an, I mean, Joe, how do you, if you're, if you're a football fan, how should you feel about this new day and age of quarterback that is changing the game? You know, I'll, I'll tell you what, it'll be interesting to see in the next collective bargaining deal, you know, whether 
this is an issue as far as a lot of these guys, fifth year, you know, not getting contracts extended. It seems a lot of these teams, again, especially they're not valuing running backs anymore. I don't think the union is going to stand by and allow that to continue to happen. I think you're going to, I mean, look, and, and like you said, Ted, when the league shifts and tight ends become the, the highest paid players, it, it, there, a shift happens. But at the same time, the union's got to do something to protect running backs. You know, these guys are getting their brains beaten in and they become very uh, expendable pawn pieces, which is not cool. And, and look I, I do th- exchange too. I think that's going to cause an issue because, look, you know, you're in, a, you're talking about an NFL where right, everyone's throwing the football. Mm-hmm. You really need three running backs, like in a rotation. You're barely running. You're you're barely running the football. So again, you might have a guy who's better at pass catching, a guy who's better at pass blocking. You rotate them in and out. You got your third down specialist. I think you're going to find some real pushback from the players' union, especially when you know uh, Alvin Kamara missed a practice this week. And immediately the Saints were like, we'll take a first-rounder for Kamara. And then they found out that, oh, no, it was an excused absence. They were like, never mind. But we would. So it just <laughs> well, goes to show, dude, you, you're talking about a, a, a top-10 player in the NFL for sure, Alvin Kamara. I don't care where you put him in the top-10. The numbers speak for themselves. They're that willing. To, the guy skipped one practice. They feared holdout, and they were putting out all sorts of indicators. They take a first-round pick for him. I'm surprised no one threw it at him. How about this? We've been going on for 52 minutes, and we haven't mentioned the name Lamar Jackson or even talked yeah, about Patrick, Lamar Jackson. Patrick, Patrick Mahomes or Lamar. Yeah, you have we, talk- we barely have talked about those two guys. You did. You talked about Lamar in the rushing, and then you talked about Mahomes and talked about him at the beginning. If he wins, if he's the greatest we quarterback of all time. We barely talked about those two. Because is you know, is there because because you know what is you there, expect from is, is there no pressure on Mahomes now that he's got the Super Bowl under a belt? Or is there – do you feel like there's more pressure for him because he's getting this self-title that we've seen this offseason? Is he already a Hall of Famer? Is he already going to be the greatest of all time? Is there more pressure from him to win more now? Or is there Ask still Garrett more Cole. pressure on Lamar because he Ask hasn't? Ask Garrett Cole that same question. You know, having having a, a, an amazing season well, – obviously he didn't win a championship – but he could have, um, you know, when you, when you look at that, is there more pressure? Well, of course, especially when you're, you're sticking around, the team's now committed a, a half a billion dollars to the future on you. You, yeah, you better, you got to win every year now. That's so the you, expectation they have in KC. We're going to win every year. And if you don't, so you would watch say how quick the cheers go to win more now than Lamar to win one. Yeah. Okay. Ted, how about you? Well, first of all, Lamar's got to win a playoff game. So it starts with that. <laughs> That's true. But, I mean, <laughs> I, I understand where Joe is coming because now it's it's kind of the Rodgers thing back in the day. Too. Once you Everything win one, you. now where does your legacy go next? Are you, are you a one-hit wonder or are you the legacy? Are you a Beatles or are you an 80s band that had a one-hit wonder that was really great? I mean – are you Rick Ashley with the one on song? Or, you know, I don't know you're going to write. Hang on. We love that song. I'm never going to give you up. But, I mean, uh, that's what it comes down to because when we talk about Mahomes, Joe, you brought the question up, and you didn't really phrase it in a question, but you were just like, is Mahomes now one of the greatest of all time? Well, like, if he wins, does he get You know what I mean? Where like, do you put, where do you put, put you, him up against everyone? No one's won back-to-back Super Bowl since the Patriots in 03-04. All right? So, if they went go back-to-back, that's another huge 
like check in the box. You know what I mean? And then you think about the 50 touchdowns, the I mean, everything, the behind everything of his legacy. I mean, there was a question last year. Are we already putting Mahomes in the top three of all time? Yeah, the guy won Super Bowl. Well, this offseason, the only question is, is he already a Hall of Famer? Remember that question? So now well, when you start I hit all of that, I think that is so stupid. Look, yeah. you know, look, here's the thing. If they don't win another Super Bowl uh, uh, through the length of this contract, and so 10 years, $450 million down the drain, you're going to, as a as a Chiefs fan, you'll be like, so uh, we paid Mahomes $450 million to win us a championship in 2019. Awesome. Would he just Would he just be another Rodgers then? Yes. Remember when Rodgers won his first Super Bowl? Like, uh oh, here we go. I know, I know a lot of Packers fans, dude. Like, I mean, you know, that was the feather in their cap that that he, you know, won a championship relatively early in his starting career. Um, and then you just sort of feel like, well, yeah, we'll be back, and you make the playoffs, but you're never back in the big game. Yeah, at some point, I know a lot of Packers fans that are actually really happy that they drafted a quarterback in the first round. I know. As a matter of fact, all three Packers fans that I know well are all very excited at the prospect of Aaron Rodgers going away, which is shocking, yeah. you would think. But You don't usually hear that nowadays. I think because we as fans, like we are with the Yankees, have a higher expectation with great players that, hey, listen, because we expect them to be like Brady and, Bel- and Belichick and the Patriots, where, listen, we're going to be in the AFC Championship game every year. We're going to at least have an opportunity to be in the Super Bowl. And if we're not, it's a disappointment and – because, it, listen, Dan Marino made it one teams time have, and never have, made it again for the rest of certain standards. And with Mahomes, you know, you have an expectation. Listen, when you have the best quarterback or maybe the best player in football, you were, you're supposed to be in the Super Bowl every year. I would say Lamar just because, well, like you said, Teddy, he hasn't won a playoff game. Mahomes has already been an MVP, so has Lamar. He's already gotten to a Super Bowl on the way he got to the Super Bowl. Three straight games of trailing by double digits and winning both all three was fascinating. I'm not worried about Patrick Mahomes because Mahomes is going to do his thing. He's got Andy Reid. They just signed him to an extension. He's not going anywhere. And when he does, Eric Bieniemy will, unless he finds a job by then, will be the next head coach of the Chiefs, plain and simple. Mahomes is going to be around for a long time. He's not going anywhere. This is going to be like a Brady-Manning thing. He's not going anywhere no matter what. Unless something drastically happens, knock on wood, he gets a, a – career ending. I hope nothing ever happens to the guy because he's a special, special player. But Lamar, he's amazing. I love Lamar Jackson. He was amazing in college. And I wanted to say to Ted, why why you you never asked me this. Why I'm always on Dak Prescott, but I'm not on Lamar. Because he plays for the Cowboys, that's why. I know you're in. Well, no, but he wasn't good. I Lamar was on I the Cowboys. No, be no but I, I love Lamar Jackson still. Zeke is on the Cowboys, and I still love Ezekiel Elliott. What the hell does that have to do? That doesn't have nothing. Oh, it's a matter, Ted. You got to go? Gotta get on your phone. I'm Take trying to finish my point, that. woman. Damn it. I gotta finish my point, woman. So that's my thing. Is that these two quarterbacks are gonna be around for the next 10 to 12 years. But is Lamar gonna be the Peyton to Mahomes' Brady? I mean, that's how it is. Is Mahomes gonna win all the rings? And oh Mahomes is well, there he is. But Lamar wins those like one or two, and he's like, oh, he's still really, really good. He's amazing. Got all the stats, rushing records for quarterbacks, but he'll never be Brady. Is that how – are we on the verge of that? That that could be happening with these two? I don't know. That That's just the and question. Is, and what is Deshaun Watson, the Roethlisberger? Yeah. Because that's the yeah, – that's, 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 that's not a bad comparison. That's your, that's no. your big three in the AFC for the next 10 years. If you're going to win a Super Bowl, you have to beat Deshaun Watson, yeah. Mahomes, and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Until someone else can prove otherwise that they're that good. That's not a bad comparison. I'm sorry. 
Is that is that where we're going heading with these three guys right now? I mean, the Texans, I don't know what the Texans are going to be. I know Deshaun Watson's going to be amazing. But is that what we're looking at? Those three could be the Brady, Manning, and Roethlisberger of the AFC? I don't know. But all I know is NFL season is upon us. It's, it's very there. So, so let's close out. Don't, Ted. Don't play no, jump right in. Devil woman. Real we're quick, how get... do you feel about this This real quick? Uh, since All the right. news broke, I was talking to somebody about this this morning, uh, that DeAndre Hopkins was hoping for a contract extension and was basically told, no, we're not giving out big money to good players. And then he left town, and they gave a ton of money to his to his quarterback. Um, well, I think that was uh, quite a slap in the face, so congratulations to DeAndre Hopkins the Texas, on getting the Texas, paid. Shame on the Texans. and I mean, you signed to Sean Watson. Well, Next thing you need to do is get a new freaking head coach and go find the GM, please, because you shouldn't have your head coach being a GM and a head coach on top of it. It's a mess in Houston. I know they have Deshaun Watson. They have a special player. Please keep him healthy. Please keep him playing great because I love watching Deshaun Watson play. Anyways, Ted's getting very uh, – he's getting nippy right now, so I got to get over. Oh, let's finish. I got I to gotta, I gotta please the girlfriend, so. Let's get over to the predictions. Joe, is it, is it, uh, Anchor ever got knocked out on the show? <laughs> You want to live? I've television? never seen that before. <laughs> I mean, I know like, the got very uh, aggressive back then, but never no fist involved in there. So like this, bang, bang just a big jab. Like that would work. Right there. So let's get into the predictions quickly. You want to start off with the AFC and NFC East? You want to go? With yes. That? Let's, go let's, down let's, let's. All right. So as you can see, they're at the bottom right now, but we're just gonna go through right now. So for me, I got the Cowboys winning ten and six, Eagles nine and seven, Giants six and ten, and then I got the Washington football team at three and thirteen. So I'm not going to really talk too much other than the only difference was I had the same order, yeah. same exact record. Only thing was I had Washington winning five games because I believe their defense can win them a few extra games. Because okay. when you look at that front seven, everyone's a first-round draft pick on that front line. That's a nasty D-line. It's, it's a nasty D-line. It could cause a havoc for the NFC East going forward. Um, so we'll see what happens with Haskins. But the bigger question is, I really think this is a two-team race with the Eagles and Cowboys again. And which quarterback is going to play better down the road? Is it going to be Carson Wentz or will it be Dak Prescott? So but um, it's always fun to see what happens when those two teams get together. So the AFC East, I got the Pats still winning. I got the Pats going 9-7, and seven, winning the AFC East, but I got the Bills making the wild card, one of the seven wild cards now, or with seven teams in the AFC and NFC now. Jets 6-10, and 10, Dolphins 5-11. and 11. That's how I think it's going to be. I think those two teams, it's a two-team race, plain and simple. I'm moving on to the NFC South. Are you going to let me go? Nope. Not even going to give you a chance. Go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to not win him talk for the rest of the show. Give me the AFCs. Give me the AFCs. Give me the AFCs. I love how I wrote AFC South twice, but uh, that's okay. <laughs> um, so I have the Bills to win the division. Kids eating too much Sally's pizza. That's why. Uh, I was. <laughs> Thanks, Sally's, last night for the free pizza. Oh, my God. That half bacon. Go. Half let's bread. go. So the AFCs, I have the Bills to win in this division. I just believe they're the better, more complete team of this whole division. And I love Sean McDermott as a coach. So I have them win the division at 9-7. Nothing spectacular, but just enough to get over the okay. hook. The Patriots. I believe the record is going to be perfect for them, eight and eight. They're going to be great at times, and they're going to be really bad at times because, and it's going to hurt with the lack of talent that they have. But Belichick will be able to find ways to win games. I have Miami at seven and nine. I think they're a more talented team than people give them belief for. I like the way they ended their season last year. You look at down the stretch, they were much more competitive than all. The Giants and a lot of other teams down the road. And when they go to New England, in New England, in Week 17, when New England has to win a game and they win it and they beat New England, 
props there. I got the Jets six and ten. I like them. Talking team by team right now. I'm just going quick. Oh, you you wanted to get onto this so fast, but now all of a sudden we're going to take our swing. Oh, was time, Dad. The only reason was this is what I get. This is the kind of stuff I get don't over in, here. Don't Joe. interrupt. This is what I get over here. The reason why I don't have the Jets higher in this is because I just don't see the talent offensively. I think Darnold can be a great player, but if you have no weapons around him. How is he going to succeed? And I know a lot of Jets fans say, hey, if he's good enough, you should, he can make players great. Okay. And also, uh, C.J. Mosley, big loss, opting out for the COVID. We forget about all these big-name guys that opted out, but those will all play big factors going in. There's no Jamal Adams. I know. Yeah, he's in, the Seattle. He's in Seattle now. Is it we'll Let's get over to the NFC South and AFC South. I got the Saints at 10 and 6 winning the division. I got the Bucks wild card 9 and 7, Falcons 7 and 9, Panthers 5 and 11. Playing the simple, this is another two team race. Not much to say right here. It's either going to be the Bucks or Saints that are going to win this division. These are the two best teams. And we'll post these again on Keys of City. These afterwards. are the two best teams in this division, the most star powered. On the, I mean, the Falcons could be interesting, but I just see with Brady and Breeze, they're the two better quarterbacks. They're going to get there, plain and simple. You want to go ahead? Yes, yeah, so you had the same thing. You had Saints, Buccaneers, Falcons. If you're going to disagree with me, disagree with me. Well, I had the Saints 11 and 5, so one okay, extra game. So you had them one. Buccaneers 10 and 6. I think the Saints are the most complete team, yeah. maybe in football, other than the Ravens. I like to see the Panthers higher, but I think they lost too many pieces, 6 and 10. And the Falcons, you said it, Trev. They're dangerous. I've always seemed to be high on the Falcons with regards to the talent they have in defense. We'll see what happens. Can Dan Quinn actually win? All right, let's get to the AFC South. Me, I got the Titans. Coming out again. I, I just like this team. Ryan Tannehill signed. Derrick Henry signed. This team knows what they want to do. They're going to run the football. They added some nice pieces in the offseason. Just signed a nice little toy in Jay Davey and Clowney to add to that defense. Should be an interesting team. Colts 8-8. Eight and eight, Texans 7-9. and nine. And then the Jacksonville Jaguars are one one and fifteen. They will be the number, like the Colts, but you the, had them not make the Jackson, eight and eight. The Jacksonville Jaguars will be one and fifteen, and will be having the number one pick in next year's NFL draft. So I have the Colts win the division at ten and six. I think okay. I think having Phil Rivers this year is going to do wonders, and I love the draft pick of Jonathan Taylor to combat with and Michael Pittman, absolutely, and Marlon Mack, and it's going to be a nice punch right there. I got the Titans nine and seven. I got this uh, Texans seven and nine. And then I got the Jaguars 2-14. and 14. I think they'll win two games. They'll find a way. It always happens. It's really hard to go 0-16 or win one game. Okay. I think it's a better chance a team goes 16-0 than a team go 0-16. So let's get to the NFC and AFC North. I got the Vikings winning the NFC North in a surprise just because I love that those two pass rushers you're going to have Nagakwe and Danelle Hunter, two guys that are under the age of 26. My goodness, that's a tandem worth watching for quite some time now. Then I got the Packers 10-6. and six. They are another wild card team. Followed by the Bears seven and nine, Lions six and ten. I mean, I'm looking. At, it seems like this is another two team race. Both of these teams are going to be fighting each other out. They play week one. That's another game that nobody's talking about. That's going to be a great That's one. That's the one o'clock game. I can't wait for that game. Dalvin Cook situation. Keep an eye on that. But I'm I'm taking the trust in Aaron. I mean, Kirk Cousins over. Aaron Rodgers. I can't wow. believe I said that, but I just like this defense. I think with those two pass rushers, they are elite. They are young. They're hungry, and that's a great move that the Minnesota Vikings, and under the radar move that they made, watch out for them. And that's why I took the Packers winning this division because I think Aaron Rodgers has to be on a mission, has to be on like a final crusade mission, all in, got to be money in the bank. Like he has to be discount, double check, throwing touchdowns left and right. I know they didn't give pieces that you would hope they have, but I have them win the division at 10-6. I have the Vikings at 9-7. I have the Lions at 7-9. I think Matt Patricia is going to do do much better this year. Okay. And I like if Stafford's healthy, they're a much different team when he's healthy. I love the pick of DeAndre Swift. And then I, I have the Bears finishing last in the division, 6-10. and 10. I just don't see 
where they're going to be good enough offensively when Mitchell Trubisky is your starting quarterback. And they have announced that Mitchell Trubisky will be their starting quarterback. And I think that's going to be a flawed move. That's why I don't worry about those two teams because I just think this is a two-team race. And this yeah. might be the best division. We're Let's get into the AFC North. Well, by the records that I have, I do not say this being a very close division. I have the Ravens at 14-2, and two, followed by the Steelers 9-7. and seven. Oh, the Ravens will be the number one seed as well in the AFC. Steelers as a wild card. The Browns missed the playoffs again at 8-8. Eight and eight followed by the Bengals, who have some nice weapons for Joe Burrow, but they are in full rebuild mode. They will be 4-12, and 12, finished and last. The Ravens are a superior team in this division. They're the best team in this division. They have the best player in this division. It's either it's going to be a two-team race for that number one seed in the AFC, plain and simple. It's going to be the Chiefs or the Ravens. Who's playing at Arrowhead? Who's playing at MT&T Bank well, Stadium? We, plain and simple. Something right. we did not talk about and we won't get to today, but – We'll probably talk about Friday. What will be the effect of not having fans in the stands? Yeah, we did bring it up a little. That's a big question going forward. How will it affect home field advantage and teams? But I just like you, I have the Ravens win the division. The but I have them 13-3. I have the Browns, 9-7. They make the playoffs. I have the Steelers, 8-8. Eight and eight. I just don't see enough offensively, and I don't know how Roethlisberger is going to come back from that shoulder injury. That and then the Bengals, I think they're going to be great to, and fun to watch. Their offense score a lot of points. Joe Burrow is going to put up a lot of points. But they're they're rebuild mode, and they're in four and twelve finishing and last in the division. So let's close out with the West Coast, the AFC West and the NFC West. I got the Chiefs. This is another division that's going to be run away. I got the Chiefs at thirteen and three. They will be the two seed, followed by the Broncos, the surprise wild card team, nine and seven. They get in with all with that good defense. They're going to be solid there, but that offense is going to be the difference maker. They're going to put up points. The Chargers, I got seven and nine, waiting to see how long Tyrod Taylor is the starting quarterback and Justin Herbert takes the reins. Losing Duran James is a big loss as well. And then followed by the Las Vegas Raiders. They will finish 5-11. I just don't see it happening for them. They still have some glaring holes they need to fix up. We'll see what happens, but I got the Chiefs running away. They're just, it's yeah. just like the Baltimore. They're the, they're the best team in this division. Same simple. thing. Chiefs 13-3. I like the Chargers. I do. I like their defense. I think that they're playing into a new stadium this year. will help. It won't be playing into that soccer stadium that they usually maybe they'll feel more at home. Maybe they'll be a little bit better. I have the Broncos 8-8. Eight and eight. I think they're one year away from really making noise. I love Drew Locke. I love the receivers that they drafted. Um, but And then the Raiders at 7-9. and nine. Okay. I think the Raiders are close enough, but like you said, Trev, I still think there's they're a couple pieces away. Maybe a quarterback. So, and I'm not knocking Derek Carr, but maybe they're a big-time quarterback away from being a Super Bowl contender. All right, so I'm going to finish up with the NFC West. I'll give the, Which seed, is the best I'll give division seedings, the then we'll all come in. Joe, I know you've been – I appreciate you standing there and holding up, but you will have your, your – we're going to give our conference championships and then our Super Bowl predictions as well, so have that ready. And then we'll show us – give us our awards. And, and then we'll post all this so, on, yes. on Apple. So the NFC West, this is, a, this is a two-team race, plain and simple. I got the 49ers. Repeating and as NFC West champ. What do you got for record? Twelve and four. So do I. Seattle eleven and five. Ten and six. And then the Cards eight and eight, followed by the Rams at seven and nine. This is going to be a same exact. This is going to be a fun division, but the 49ers, I know they lose Buckner in the offseason. Jimmy G, how is he going to step up? Oh, they traded him. They traded. They yeah, got but they drafted. They him. had a nice draft too. Kinlaw and Ayuk. That's what I They drafted a replacement. But they don't have Debo Samuel for some time. The running back well, might be We'll see what happens. No, he's still out. No, he's back. But oh, he, he might not be ready for week one. Okay. But he is back in practice. Seattle, we'll see what happens with them. Can they get over the hump? They're like the Saints. They're a Vikings-type team. They got Russell Wilson. They're going to be amazing. The Cards are one or two years away from competing for this division. And then the Rams, they have lost a lot. The offensive line is going to be Great. bad. Gurley, losing Gurley. It's on Jared, Jared Goff. We haven't even mentioned him. He's got a lot of pressure this year. That big contract last year. We'll see what happens, how he bounces back from a down year. But I got these 49ers 12-4. and four. I got them as the number one seed. 
So do I. Okay. So my seeding for the AFC. You're going to do seeding? Yes. Yes. So I'm going to just say the seeding. Ravens one. Chiefs two, Titans three, Pats four, Bills five, Steelers six, Broncos seven, NFC, 49ers, Vikings two, Saints three, Dallas four, Seattle five, Green Bay six, and I got the Bucks at seven. You got your seat? I mean, you, oh. you want me to well, let's get to the conference championships. I yeah, think that's, that's how much. Yeah, I mean, I don't need to read out. Okay. It's pretty much the same teams. The only difference was I had the Browns and you had the Steelers. Okay. I, and I had the Bucks higher up in the okay. seventh seat. Conference championship for me. I got, for the NFC, I have the Saints over the Buccaneers. I feel like the Saints are finally going to get over the hump. They're going to get to a Super Bowl. This is Drew Brees' final ride before he comes before he signs off into the win or sun. And then the AFC. I got the Ravens beating the champs. I have the Ravens just because they'll get home field advantage. I think Lamar Jackson, they're, they're on a mission. The way they lost last year, they're on a mission to finally – get that title for that quarterback. And he's doing everything he said he did when he got drafted. He's going to win. He's going to win the starting job. He's going to win an MVP. He's going to try to win some titles. Guess what? It starts this year. We didn't t- we didn't talk about this, but I- we have the same thing. I have the Ravens over the Chiefs, but I have the Saints over the 49ers. So I have the Ravens over the 49ers in the NFC Championship game. Ra- Ra- uh, Ravens over the Chiefs, sorry, and Saints over the 49ers. And then in the Super Bowl, I can't believe it. I'm going to do it again, and I picked them last year. The Saints. I have the Saints over the 49 Ravens in the Super Bowl. Drew Brees walks off. This one's for Drew. They hand him the trophy. He walks out with his son. See you later. Happy, I got, I got happy, the, happy Halloween. And I got the Ravens over. Let the party go on in Mardi Gras. I got the Ravens over the Saints. I just think Lamar Jackson wins the MVP last year like Mahomes. Loses. Comes back. Mahomes wins. That's I think it's going to happen this year. I think they're going to come back hungrier than ever. Ready to go. This team's going to be fired up. This is going to be a scary team to mess with this year. So we both have the Good same luck. teams, but you I got, got the Ravens. Ravens. I got the Ravens winning the Super Bowl, and Lamar Jackson finally gets his championship that he's been waiting for. Joe, give us your conference championships and your Super Bowl. Oh, I'll tell oh. you my Super Bowl right now is okay. going to be the Ravens over the 49ers. Wow, okay. That's how I see this playing out. Okay. Um, I do think the Chiefs and the Ravens will meet in the conference championship. I think it'll be a great day for Lamar Jackson. Uh, and I believe the NFC championship will be the Buccaneers um, and the Niners. Wow. Yeah. Brady versus that defense. So we all got the Buccaneers in the NFC championship game. We all no, have I don't have the Bucs. We don't. Uh, the Saints and uh, the 49ers. So we are both of Okay. I like your scenario, though, with the Saints winning. It. That would be nice. I don't see it happening. I don't listen. I don't see it. Happen. I'm gonna pick them. I picked them the last two years. It's one of those things where I look at the team on paper, and you said this before. They had a complete team. They got receivers. They got running backs. They got O line. They got the quarterback. They got Taysom Hill as the X factor. Yeah, they said that. They got a good crazy. coach. I know, and they faltered. How many more times can it happen? Could it happen again where they lose like that? Okay. And hey, listen. There's no fans in the stands, so there's no excuses. All right. So I'm going to give off the awards. Just go through my awards first, Ted. And then if Joe, you want to. Yeah. No, I'll go with the main ones. I'll do MVP for me, finally. He's never gotten a vote before, but he's going to win it this year, Russell Wilson. I got Russell Wilson winning the MVP. Offensive rookie of the year, I got Joe Burrow. That's easy. And then defensive rookie of the year, I got Chase Young. I think that's even easier. Defensive player of the year, I got T.J. Watt. I really love T.J. Watt. I loved him when the Steelers drafted him. He's become a dynamic force in that defense, and he's become one of the elite pass rushers. I expect him to have another massive year. I got J.J. or not T.J. T.J. Watt becoming defensive player of the year. Coach of the year, I got Bruce Arians. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going with Patrick Mahomes. Listen, when you're the best player in football and you have all the weapons and you just drafted uh, an unbelievable running back at LSU, Clyde Hilaire Edwards, who could do it all. Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Oh, I mixed it up. I knew it. I knew it when I said it. I was going to. I didn't hear you. That's why you got a little bother to come in. So, with that being said, I think this offense is going to be even better. It, it, it's can't why, get much better. Why should it not be can't right? The pressure's off. They won the Super Bowl. Now you're playing with house money. Just go out there and play the game and have fun, right? So it should be easy. Um, with the defensive player of the year, listen, this guy took over the league last year as a rookie. Now with another year under his belt, Nick Boza. The guy is a beast. The guy is unbelievable. He was one of the best players in defense last year as a rookie. To have that year under your belt, Buckeyes, the, the big step up from year one to year two, and that defense is going to be incredible again. Joe Burrow, I mean, that's the obvious, obvious choice. They're going to be down in games. He's going to be throwing the ball all across the field. He uh-huh. should, he'll should. he probably put up huge numbers. I took Isaiah Simmons out of Arizona. That was my second option. I think he's going to have, like, five sacks, five picks. He's going to have, like, 75 tackles. He's going to be all over the field. I think he's going to be a, a great dynamic. I took John Harbaugh because I think the Ravens are the number one seed. They won it last year. I think they won it last year, too. So, hey, one more thing before we get out of here. Give me a bold prediction. You got, you guys got to give me a bold prediction. Can't have you guys not having no bold. You got to have a bold prediction. You want me to go so you guys have some time? You seem like you're both stumped. Yeah, I'll give you a bold prediction. Saquon Barkley rushes for 2,000 yards. That is a bold prediction. There was actually ESPN came up with a um, an article that he's going to break the all-purpose yards this year, 2,500 yards by Chris Johnson. So, might be on to something, Joseph. Ted, do you have a bold prediction? I do. I'll, I'll give you a, if you if you're ready. Go ahead. You have? Go ahead. I think Chase Young will be a top 20 player by the end of this year. Chase Young. Yeah. That's a bold prediction. Yes. Yeah, so well, what? Top 20, Ted. Top 20. That's that's your top 20 player in the NFL. I got you. I got you a bold prediction. Tua, Tua starts week six and leads the Miami Dolphins to a wild card berth. <laughs> that is very bold. That's a bold prediction that is right bold, there. We can put that out this year. That, that is a uh, – You week, can see it. So it's not six. like their team is they're, – they're so week, so week six leads them to the playoffs. So who's not making – from the, uh, are three teams from the AFCs making the playoffs? Two. No Patriots. Wow. They would get in at nine and seven. So Ted's going against his um, – the key is the first couple of weeks, they have a tough first five. But if you look at down the stretch, the last six, seven games, they're all winnable games for Miami. So if Fitzpatrick can split the, split it up and be like three and three in the first six, you could easily see them going nine and seven. Joseph, I'm looking at your defensive – I'm looking at your awards right now. Zach Moss. Yeah. Why is that? Oh, Buffalo running back why from Utah. That, why Zach Moss? Because every so I've got Zach Moss on several of my fantasy teams, and everything I've read on this kid, and everything I've seen him do so far in practice, they're saying he's going to be the goal line guy. There's a lot of talk that if you got Singletary in in some of these uh, like franchise leagues, you you should be concerned because Moss is a better back, a bigger guy, and he's got a nose for the end zone. Um, I think I think he's going to end up by season's end. It's going to be a 50-50 rotation between the two of them. Interesting. I like it, Joseph. Love it. I like it. That's that's bold. And I love your Bill Belichick coach of the yeah, year. Yeah, Bill Belichick coach of the year. I think Bill Belichick is going to make the postseason with the Patriots. I think they're going to win nine or ten games, and I think people are going to be like, you know what? Bill is a really good coach. <laughs> We're finally going to figure out Bill Belichick's a really good coach after 20-something years. That's well, listen, I, I mentioned earlier the, 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 uh, the pressure on Brady is to prove he can perform without coach. 
And I think for Bill Belichick, he's proven it again on occasion. And and the year where where Brady missed most of the year, uh, uh, and and they went eleven and five. Oh, that was Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Matt Castle. Yeah. Right now, I think here we go. New era. I think it's incumbent on Bill that he doesn't go seven and nine. That's not the Patriot way. Bill Belichick's proven he could stick anybody anywhere and be successful. This right here is the ultimate test for Bill Belichick. I think if this team doesn't completely fold, you got to take your hat off to him. And we could bring that up on Friday. We could talk about that more. But that's a good question to hold off on. And who faces the more pressure, Brady or Belichick? Because, well, guess what? The marriage is over. It's something brand new. I can't wait. The NFL season is upon us. It's right here. I know it feels weird, but that's just the way this year has been, my friend. Joseph, as always, thanks, big guy. Pleasure, boys. Thank you. Like I said, the NFL season is upon us, ladies and gentlemen. I cannot wait. I know Ted is excited. Fantasy drafts are underway. Football is upon us. The boys are falling back. Plain and simple, ladies and gentlemen. Sports? Sports. I felt like a Boston guy right there. Sports is back and full steam ahead. NBA's looking good. MLB's looking good. Not for our Yankee fans. The NHL is looking great. And the NFL, can't wait to see what Thursday night holds for us. We'll be back Friday to talk that opener, see how Mahomes, Watson do. And we'll talk more about the NFL in general. We'll talk baseball. We'll see how the Yanks' week ends. It can't get any worse for the Bombers, can it? It's been atrocious. I can't believe you texted me last night saying that. They were 5-2 and it was already 12-6. I, I, I can't believe it. I just don't get it. We'll talk all about that with Joseph, and we'll talk about the NBA. Can the Bucks be finished and the Raptors be finished? How about the Lakers and Clippers? How do they fare? All in all, it's a good time to be sport a sports fan because we are all back. Ladies and gentlemen, you can get new shirts. Let us know. Message us if you want. We are streaming on all social media platforms at Keys to the City. Global Crest Media presents Keys to the City. We are out. Yeah. Keys to the City, baby. When you see us, so you know you really viewing greatness in the making. Double up on facts we stating. Podcasting, cruise control, city, state, the nation. So what you saying, what we saying, prime information. Facts, keys to the city, we're locking the statements. Streaming every Friday.